the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 34. Phoebe and Jeremy enter the forest in search of the secret zone. Jeremy led the way down a small path through young trees and grass. The world of Main Street and cars was quickly left behind. The ground became damp and muddy. Soon the path hardly existed, weaving through ferns, stunted trees, and pools of water. The view opened up, and Phoebe was stunned to see acres of reeds trembling in the breeze. Someone had placed stray branches here and there over the worst areas of mud and water. Phoebe wondered how stable her knee would be in this terrain and what the swamp would look like after three days of rain. I can't believe I've never been here before. We're actually going to get through this mess? They probably got snakes around here. Don't worry. They're afraid of us. Just stay on the path. This is a path? It was a beautiful morning, sky deep blue and the breeze taking the edge off the heat that was slowly building up. The path wound through the swamp for a couple of miles and then climbed upward onto a ridge on their left through thick trees and bushes. They rested on the dry hillside and looked at the high gray rock face of the half-moon cliffs, curving away from them beyond the river valley. Phoebe was hoping they were done with the swamp. Her brace stiffened her knee, slowing her down, and restricting her ability to jump the stagnant pools and the jelly-like green mud. But she said nothing as the path descended again and disappeared into a maze of water pools and cedar trees and impenetrable fields of cattails, reeds, and swamp grass. They struggled from one grassy hillock to another. Small frogs and spotted salamanders appeared out of nowhere, leaping into the shadows. As she feared, Her right foot slipped on the wet ground and her knee gave way. She fell into water and mud over a foot deep. Jeremy turned back in alarm, but she jumped up quickly. And after a dozen steps, her knee seemed no worse than before. In a few hundred yards, the land rose to a bit of solid ground. They met a wide stream at a line of cottonwood trees. A group of crows circled overhead and then settled in the treetops. Those 
those crows again! They'll follow us the rest of the way. They might even help us. My father calls them king in his band. They know me. Yup. They know both of us. Look, I'm sorry about the mess. I guess I didn't know this last part as well as I thought. Phoebe's whole right side was wet and muddy. It was embarrassing, but she refused to dwell on it. As a daring goalkeeper, she was no stranger to mud. And with the rocky cliffs and the steep ridges stretching on in an endless wall before her, there was plenty to occupy her attention. The half-moon cliffs were overwhelming. How do we possibly get up there? Jeremy led the way through the trees and bushes on the bank. And they came to a fallen tree, placed across the channel to a tiny island. He quickly stepped over, and then hesitated, looking back. Huh. He's wondering if I need help. Putting her anxiety about her knee aside, she confidently walked across. They smiled to each other. Jeremy stopped and put down his pack on a dry spot in the shade of an old willow tree. Phoebe sat on a rock in the deep shade and took off her wet boots. Jeremy unpacked a blanket and a picnic lunch and handed Phoebe a small towel. As she rinsed her hands in the stream, she was thinking, Oh my God, I've brought nothing, nothing, not an apple or a loaf of bread or even a bottle of water. She walked back to the nice little picnic spread Jeremy laid out in the shade. Look, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I didn't bring anything. I just didn't think of it. It's okay. This was my invitation. Next time, I'll bring lunch for us. Phoebe drank a bottle of iced tea and dug gratefully into a cheese, tomato and sliced squash sandwich. Is this that super squash stuff? Not bad. Jim fries it and puts it in everything. Phoebe took in the lazy movement of the branches in the warm breeze, the shadows made by the sun shining through the leaves, the deep earthy smell. It was all very stimulating yet soothing at the same time, like a quiet view of the ocean and the slow rhythm of the waves. The river, the swamp, the cliffs, the forest. It all went on and on, as if they had walked into a primeval world. She stared at the cliffs, wondering about the place where her parents and Wendy lived and how far she and Jeremy could go. Hey, Jeremy. This is pretty amazing. But let's get on to the next part. I really want to get there. Okay. I had a feeling you didn't like the forest. 
but it looks like I was wrong. I've been wanting to bring you out here. Think about it for just a minute. This place is bigger than I ever imagined. And most of it is hard to get to. Weekend hikers don't want to go through this swamp. These cliffs are too difficult for almost everyone. Only a true professional can climb them. That's something I've always wondered about. There are rock climbers and bird watchers and hikers over in Half Moon, but almost never here. Why is that? The swamp is deeper and wider here. And the map doesn't show any marked trails. And then there's uh, all these stories of skunks, snakes, huge bats, people getting lost. I've been here for only a short time and I've heard so many rumors. You know, bears and coyotes and the pack of wild dogs they call ghost dogs. They might really exist. I think they do. Yes. And the result is that people don't seem to have fun when they enter this part of the forest. They don't get very far. I think Jim intentionally scares them away as he talks to customers. He pumps gas, spreads rumors, and sends everyone over to Half Moon, where they have facilities and marked trails. And I've met quite a few hikers and climbers stopping for gas before heading home who have stumbled into unpleasant skunks. I think it's got to be deliberate. What? Come on, Jeremy. Someone is out there encouraging the skunks? <laughs> Even the protectors of the wood probably can't do that. But the odor alone could probably stop a party of hikers. Hmm. Is that really possible? Could people spread the odor? I don't know. But I am sure that this place is where things can be hidden. A lot of life can go on out here over a long, long time with no contact to the modern world. Are we headed for the secret place? That's up to you. Well, let's get moving. I want to go as far as we can, all the way to the hidden zone. I've been so wrong about you. I thought you hardly cared. <laughs> the forest does scare me, but we're on a mission, and you know the way. Okay, you're on. But, let me warn you, there are some hard parts. Going up this cliff can be dangerous. Are you up for it? I thought you said only professionals can climb it. That's where my skills come in. I found a way. It's not hard exactly, but it's scary. And... You'll have to follow me very carefully. It's not a place where we can afford a mistake. 
I want to see it. Jeremy nodded and glanced at his watch. It's after 12. It doesn't get dark till almost 9. We've got time to do the whole hike I planned. But it's a long way. How's your knee? Perfect. No problem. Phoebe allowed no discussion about her knee, and Jeremy left it alone. They packed up the remainder of their lunch, put on their boots, and set off through the trees. You've got the mountains and hills for company. got the clouds and storms and a billion stars to see you've got the rain and the streams rivers and the seas and with children running round us it's heaven all for free days are numbered and flowers will all fade but they're reborn again on another day we come we go we rise we fall yes we fall and then we rise again making miracles of us Heaven all for free, right here and right now. Happens all around us, 
and no one knows how. It may take a million years to build a house of God, but we can start right here. We can start right now. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.